0: Are you an attorney that wants to help seniors have peace of mind and not go broke paying for the care that they need? But you also want to make better money than you're making right now. This is Elder Law in a Box. You'll become proficient helpers of the aging. Now your host, Certified Elder Law Attorney and Past President of the National Elder Law Foundation. This is Elder Law in a Box and this is Todd Watley.
1: Hey there, this is Todd Watley, and this is Elder Law in a Box. Welcome back. This is episode number eight, and continuing through the very basics of what a person needs to know, what an attorney needs to know when um, meeting with clients, particularly regarding the Medicaid qualification, gifting is an issue that is in just about every case. They've either done it in the past, and we need to address it and understand how Medicaid's going to look at it or particularly for the single client, um, we're going to do gifting and you need to understand it. You need to be able to explain it to the client and realize how to either make the gift go away or deal with it if it's happened prior to them coming to see you or how we're going to use gifting as a tool. This is going to be a fairly long topic and so I don't go past my 10 or 15 minutes per podcast. We'll probably break this into two or three parts, okay? So just keep looking for subsequent episodes to follow this. So let's talk about the very basics of gifting and what it is, okay? So the gifting rules in federal law are listed at 42 U.S.C. 1396 P.C., 42 U.S.C. 1396 P.C., A gift is basically a transfer of an asset for less than fair market value, also known as a uncompensated transfer. Now, not all gifts are going to be an issue. It's only the gifts during the look back period, which at this point is five years. And so gifts that were made during the previous five-year episode from applying for Medicaid will be penalized. Now, I'll cover this in a later episode just but I want to just introduce this to you right now. So the rules technically say that a gift that was not made in contemplation of Medicaid should not have a penalty applied. All right. Now, it's like what does that mean? Well, the rules are clear that only gifts that you did for the purpose of qualifying for Medicaid shall be penalized. Now, I'll just tell you from a practical standpoint, that is pretty much every single transfer. Any money that goes from the applicant's bank account, not to their spouse, but to a kid or to someone else, is going to be scrutinized. And if you cannot produce receipts or show that that they actually bought something with this money, they're going to impose a penalty. And it is a difficult... um, argument to make that says this gift was not in contemplation of Medicaid, even though it's clear, but I will give you some tips later on on how to address that. Right now, I just want to introduce this concept to you. Okay, there is also a hardship exception. So if you have a case where the family comes in, mom or dad typically had dementia, or were, were just being extremely generous, or sometimes they were defrauded, and they have literally given away all of their money, and they are now needing nursing home care, and there is simply no way to pay for this from the applicant's funds. You know, DHS generally does not expect the family to pitch in and pay there is a hardship exception, and so if you will have to go to a fair hearing almost always on these, and you just basically have people testify that she was very generous, she did not understand what she was doing, she basically gave away all of her money, and she has no money now to pay for the penalty period that was created by these gifts, and therefore you are seeking a hardship exception, Okay. So, the look-back period. This is the period of time Medicaid can look backwards to determine whether gifts were made. Some states will require that with every application, you have to supply five years' worth of bank statements. Most states, I think, do not do that. They almost always ask for like three months. But you will sign a form that says you are telling Medicaid of, all gifts. Okay, so that there is some kind of affidavit type form that says we are telling you of all transfers. And, you know, sometimes people are honest, and sometimes they're not. I always, 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 if I know of a gift, I will report it because I will tell clients, look, you are not my only client, I hope to see a whole lot of Folks, after you, I will be dealing with DHS for years, if not decades, and I do not want a bad name with them. And if you tell me of these gifts, we're going to report it. I've actually had one client who is still actually a pretty good friend of mine um, that told me not to report gifts. And I said, look, we have to. This is federal law perjury whole nine yards and she said no i do not want you to report that and i said well i am not going to be your attorney if you don't let us do that she fired me and did the application herself (laughs) okay so you know i was like okay fine and you know like i said we're still friends that was just an issue she thought it was unjustified it was her brother Defrauded dad took some money, and I said, look, you know, we can argue whatever, but we have to tell him. She said, no, don't even tell him. I don't think they'll figure it out. And I said, well, good luck with that. So um, there is a look-back period. Some states require five years' worth of bank statements and records to show what you have done with your assets for the previous five years. But a lot of states just require three months and then an affidavit saying that you have told them of all gifts that you know about. The look back starts with the Medicaid application. So from the date going backwards, five years is that time period. That is true. The, The five years is true in all states other than California. California has some really bizarre Medicaid rules because I don't think they've even implemented the most ancient of Medicaid rules, they're just, I don't know what they're doing. But anyway, it is 60 months in all states, but California. In California, it is a 30-month look back. So, for example, Jane files Medicaid application May 1st, 2021. Medicaid has the right to look at all assets and transfers dating all the way back to May of 2016. All right, it's just pure math, five years. So, Again, only gifts that occur during the look back period are counted are reported. So if you can get past that 60 month on the 61st month after some major transfers, you do not have to report it. Simply don't tell the state that you've done it. And in pre-planning cases, when someone comes in to see you to pre-plan and say, look, we have a lot of assets, we want to do something with it. And we'll go over this in excruciating detail later on with irrevocable trust, gifting plans, but you do it and say, look, you, you will not qualify for Medicaid for the next five years if you give away a substantial amount of funds. And you just tell clients that. You just gotta get to, to that 61st month. All right, so Joe lives not in California. And Joe gives his grandson $20,000 on April 20th, 2015. And I know it as a podcast, it's kind of difficult to talk about numbers and things. Just go with me. And if you're at a point that you can write this down, it'll probably make better sense. But just stick with me. So he enters a nursing home February 5th of 2020 and applies for Medicaid. Does he have to report the gift? Yes. Okay. Because it is definitely within the, the, um, five years barely. Okay. So what if he waits till April of 2020? Remember the original gift was made April of 2015. If he waits till April of 2020, he does not have to report it. So the gift would be outside of the look back period. And I would make sure that you wait until May to apply just to be safe. you you don't even want the same month written down as the five-year gift, okay? So, like I said, with pre-planning, you're looking forward saying, look, doing this planning now is going to cause you to be disqualified for the next five years, basically. Now, you're not qualified for five years. I'll, I'll talk about the penalty period in just a second, but when we're doing substantial gifts, you more than likely will be disqualified for the next five years. All right, let's take a quick break. Do you have clients who are over-resourced for Medicaid, but interested in accelerating Medicaid eligibility while preserving their assets? Your clients may want to consider purchasing a Medicaid-compliant annuity MCA. MCAs are specialized insurance solutions offered by only a handful of insurance companies. To learn more about MCAs, reach out to Amber Hines at Ashbur. Ashbur is a nationally licensed organization that helps clients achieve Medicaid eligibility through the use of MCAs. Ashbur hosts monthly educational webinars pertaining to various Medicaid planning topics. To learn more, visit ashbur.com or call 888-441-1595.
0: You're listening to the ELIAB podcast, Elder Law in a Box. Here's your host, Todd Watley.
1: All right, so let's get back to it. So let's talk about specifically the penalty period. Okay, what is that? And people will come into your office basically saying what I just said, but that's not necessarily always the case, is that mom made a gift, and so therefore we know there is this five-year look back, and therefore we cannot apply for Medicaid for the next five years. That is incorrect, okay? There is a penalty period. The penalty period is the number of months that a Medicaid applicant is ineligible for Medicaid because of the uncompensated transfer made during a look back period, Man, that's a lot. So it's it's pretty much simple math. You take the gift, divide it by the penalty divisor for your state, and that equals the penalty period. Another way to say it that I would tell the clients is look, had you not given away this money, that money would have paid for this many months worth of nursing home care. It's just it it simply makes sense. This is one thing in Medicaid that does make sense. But you have to know what your state's penalty divisor is. And if you don't know that, you can go back to our sponsor's website, Ashper.com, and she has resources and she has every state and she has their penalty divisor. So you can go there. If you don't know your state's penalty divisor, go to Asper and she will show you what your state's penalty divisor is and also on each state. She will give you some um, pointers on your state, how they look at different things. Fantastic website, okay? So the penalty divisor is a number that is set by your state that is supposed to represent the average cost of a nursing home in your state, and sometimes some states even do it by locality. So if like in a city, it's much more expensive, their penalty divisor should be higher than a rural nursing home that would charge much less. But most states have a statewide divisor. Some states, I know New York has very specific, and New Jersey has very specific um, locality penalty divisors. Again, all of that is on Amber's website at ashpur.com. This number, since nursing homes go up every year, should be adjusted annually, and that's good because you you want that number to accurately reflect the actual cost of care so that this gift actually would have paid for this many months' worth of nursing home care had you not given it away. Okay, So, let's go back to Joe. Joe gifted $20,000 to his grandson January 1st, 2019. He enters the nursing home two years later. Definitely within the look back. He lives in a state, just for simple math, let's say a $5,000 a month penalty divisor. So it's just pure math that 20000 divided by 5000 is four months. That $20,000 would have paid for four months worth of nursing home care. Therefore, that is the penalty period. Okay, so the penalty period is a time that Medicaid will not pay for the nursing home because you gave away assets. The person is typically on Medicaid. They will get the other benefits of Medicaid, but they simply won't get the benefit of having their nursing home paid for by Medicaid. Let's stop right there. We're at 15 minutes. I don't like to go much past 15 minutes. Join me next time and we'll talk about how the penalty period works and some of the planning tools. Okay. Thanks.
0: You're listening to the ELIAB podcast Elder Law in a Box. Here's your host, Todd Whatley. Thank you for listening to the answers. You've been listening to Elder Law in a Box, helping you help seniors have peace of mind and not go broke paying for the care that they need. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. But it doesn't stop here. If you want to learn more about letting Todd be your Elder Law coach, Find him at www.elderlawandabox.com, and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all at Elder Law and a Box. Thanks for listening. Until next time.